Okay. It's, we're all going to be sharing something. There's three not here with us today, Anne, James, and Harriet, but otherwise everybody's here. Keeping everyone to a very tight time, and there will be an alarm that goes off every two minutes to help people move along, but we'll be able to do it from there. Now, just before the team come up, let me just go back one slide. This was what it was like. The UK-Ukraine team was one. It was incredible. I have never been part of a team where it has felt so clearly one. We, we lived in the same place, we ate together, we worked together, and we did laugh a lot together. I don't know if anybody has a Facebook page, but there was a lot of hilarity. But that in it, there was something God was just doing in the oneness. And it was a very significant time. And it was Andy that pointed out the UK-Ukraine thing. Now, this is a country that is in a state of war. Some of the guys have relatives up in the east, have property up in the east, and it's a very, very tense time. They've started to um, call people up now who are in national service to go fight at the front. So it feels all the time that it's just getting that bit closer. It's not in our news, so we can forget it. But it's a very tense situation there. Now, just before the team come up, we had a really amazing moment at, when we were at the nursing home. And this was a, 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 a project that the, particularly Natasha is um, working into and the, the church are supporting her in that. And older people who do not have families that are supporting them are pretty much just dumped. And this nursing home was an amazing example of quite a basic place, but the love in it was quite incredible. But Anne Smith, we, we did a kind of concert-y thing. And Anne Smith did this puppet show and you know what Anne's like I mean she just has such an incredible ability but and it was about two birds both with one wing who were had been forgotten and couldn't one couldn't fly with all the other birds and all the other birds were laughing at it was very traumatic but then the two birds met each other and together they were able to fly and it was a real message of hope but what we hadn't thought about hadn't even noticed was the puppets that had been made by Anne's mum one was blue and one was yellow, which is a Ukraine flag. And the director of the nursing home, to her knowledge, doesn't know God, came to Anne afterwards and said, I am receiving that as a message of hope from my nation. Because as the East and West will come together again and will fly. And, you know, just those moments where you just see God's gone before us. Her mum made the puppets, happened to be blue and yellow. And that puppet show became our message of hope everywhere we went and it was very significant and exciting so before I say any more let me get first of all the guys who are coming up to feedback in each of the areas where we were working so that's Andy, Leone, Jill and David the timer's going on okay now we have Andy first we went to a refugee centre. Children, children, children. Okay, for the sake of the children, so that you listen very carefully, I'm going to ask two questions, and at the end of these reports, you have to give me the reply. So, what happened on the island while we were there? What happened on the island? And what was going on in the school? What did we do in the school? So listen out for those answers, and I'm going to ask you after they've reported. So I'm not doing the island or the school. 
Uh, we went to a refugee centre, and as Avril's already mentioned, there's been fighting in the east. People have been displaced. They call them IDPs, internally displaced people. Approximately 1.2 million have been moved. Some have gone to Russia, some have gone to Belarus, Poland. Many have gone to stay with families in the Ukraine elsewhere, but there are a lot of people who have come to Kiev with nothing. I've understood from the poor boat people crossing the Mediterranean and everything else, this appalling condition of refugees. But here people arrived. But in this volunteer place, run by volunteers, supported by the, the government, they were providing people with their physical needs. People were given a little package containing food, clothing, and such like. But what they needed more than anything else was love. And I honestly believe that what we did while we were there, we gave them the best medicine of all, which is God's joy. We really did. There were things like, well, those ducks kept appearing again. This, this is the refugee centre here. And we were all saying, and everybody was kind of a bit peculiar at first, and then uh, James Ratnaraja worked his magic with a game called Hoedown. I think we have to go like that and stuff. And then it was this ninja, what was it? Ninja? ninja. Just ninja where you had to... But anyway, this is what this is here. But the thing was that I, the children had nobody spent time with them. They didn't have value, but I think that what we did was we showed that they were worth something. And if there were something in our eyes, and they realized there were something in God's eyes. And uh, <laughs> two minutes. So I have just finished now, but obviously some of my time was taken up by the questions that Avril asked. <laughs> yeah. It was excellent. And everybody worked hard. And just finish. And at the very end, normally the children, as the parents come to transact their business, get clothing, find jobs, the children can't wait to leave. But they actually were hanging around wanting us to meet their parents. Was that good? Was it good? Right, I'm talking about the island. Now, this is something, children, you need to listen to because you've got a question about it. Um, we went to a place called the island, and the island was a Christian drugs and alcohol rehabilitation centre um, where they don't use any medicine to come off drugs or alcohol because they choose other ways. And it's an island, it's in the middle of a river, and it's... 10 or 15 minutes by boat from the mainland. The people on it had already been there two weeks when we visited, and there was an incredible sense of peace there. But my overriding impression of the day was the fact that, as Avril was saying, the Ukrainian church and the team from the UK melded in the most incredible way. And where there's that kind of unity, God commands the blessing. God makes blessing happen. And we saw miracles. We saw amazing stuff. Um, we were asked to take a service, 
and we based it all around Isaiah 61, and we used some of the piece together material in it all. You need to ask uh, later on people like Rachel why she was standing in a a rubbish bag, and Anne, what happened when she had her heart broken, Uh, because those were parts of the actual sketch and the the talky bit, if you like. Um, The whole thing was all about being given a a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, which was very relevant and apparently powerfully affected all the people on the island. I mean, it happened that at the beginning, a number of the people weren't going to come to the service. But by the end, I gather most of them turned up from where they were cooking and they joined in because they really wanted to. Am I cut it short now? Right, okay. Right. Um, I just wanted to give the, the, the main thing that really did happen for me at the end. John had said to us that we shouldn't be afraid to pray for healing, for people to become Christians, or for anything that God gave us to pray for. I joined with the, uh, Misha's wife, Alona, who was from the Ukraine team, And we prayed for a lady who'd been in quite a nasty car accident and her back and her neck were in constant pain and they were damaged. I got quite a shock. I'm very glad she had her eyes closed because as we prayed, her back started moving up and down, as did her neck. It was quite dramatic. And after we'd finished praying, there was no pain in her back or her neck. She was completely healed. And the other bit that I didn't know until later was I then brought a word that God wanted her to dance with joy. For two years, she'd been pleading with God to give her back her dancing. And she burst into tears, and God then chose to heal her emotional state as well. So we just praise God because as Ukraine and UK came together, something very special happened and it happened through the worship as well. And ask Dave Garland about that. Okay, so what I'm going to try and communicate to you is um, the love, some of the love that we received from the, the, UK, um, the Ukrainian team while we was there. Um, I think it's fair to say that each of us really... Um, felt was made to feel very valued and very special and very loved they took care of all of the big practical things um, that needed to be done throughout the week getting us to a to b and all that kind of stuff but also they served us in a very uh on a very personal level as well and um, I think each of us felt very very loved um and uh, we was very, very, very well fed. Um, children, do you like beetroot? <laughs> okay. So in the Ukraine, one of the, the, the things that you get to eat is something called borscht. And borscht is a <laughs> Andy likes borscht. Um, borscht is basically a soup where, which the main ingredient is beetroot. And it comes with meat or you can have it plain. So we had lots of borscht. We also had dumplings, which were lovely, like little pockets of dough, which are filled with either meat or fruit. And the other thing we got as well when we was very, very good, 
was ice cream. Lovely, lovely ice cream. And it was really welcome because there were days when it was very, very hot. Very hot indeed. So, yeah, so we was very, very loved. We lived together. We ate together. We slept in the same room. We laughed. We worshipped together. We travelled. It, it was just such a great time and God really, really communicated his heart of love for each one of us. While we're on the subject of food, food in Kiev was fantastic. We ate out most days. I'm not talking about food, by the way, but I'm just carrying on from Jill. And coffee, 50 pence a cup, absolutely fantastic coffee. So if you ever want a little city break, I'd highly recommend Kiev. Beautiful city. I'm talking about the school, so this is the answer to the question coming up. We did... um, This isn't the answer to the question, no, no, sorry. We did um, three sessions in a school. There was a summer school for English language. Um, We did three two-hour sessions, basically teaching English. And uh, we used Anne Smith's um, amazing creative English thing. I don't don't know, certainly things based on that, that involved um, acting things out, uh, the puppets, which um, have already been mentioned, uh, games and all sorts of fun things. Andy's already mentioned, or people have already mentioned, about the love and the joy that was there. And really, it was so sort of infused with that. It didn't even feel like hard work, to be honest. We had such a great time, and there was so much joy on the faces of the children and some teachers as well that that we were doing this program with. So it was really good fun. Um, Very well received. I know there were some conversations with the head teacher afterwards about whether they could carry on using the the, the methods that Anne's developed. So it was really um, fantastic. The children were lovely and so excited to see us every day. Uh, Even though we only went over three days, um, it was just like we felt a bit like their family. It was really amazing. So um, it was was really exciting. Um, How long have I got? A minute. For me, it's the first time I've been on a team with Lifeline. Um, I, I just really loved it. It was great just to be part of it. Some amazing people, very clever people went with. And to have an opportunity just to pray and see God move, praying in English for people that didn't speak English and seeing the Holy Spirit uh, do stuff with them. You know, God is beyond, uh, you know, not restricted by any of that stuff. So it was really exciting. Thank you. Okay. And just as the, other, the rest of the team, if the rest of the team come up. Okay, what happened on the island, children? Who did we, what was on the island? Iman? Not refugees. Ah? Rehab. That's right. That's right. So there was refugees another day, but this day we went to this rehab for drug addicts, and they don't use medicine and see God change people's lives, and it was incredible. And the second question was, what happened at the school? Who remembers what was happening at school? David Newman gave a clue. Andy can't answer. (laughs) Noah, are you giving me an answer? No, are you pointing? You give me an answer. No? <laughs> it's not even... Who what happened at the school? Come on. Yeah? Yes. 
English classes. Well done. You all listened very attentively. Right. Okay. Now, these guys are going to now tell you about what impact the team had on them as they went away. But children, I want you to tell me how many times the English classes are mentioned and how many times, how many Davids are on the team. (laughs) Tell me at the end. So I'm David number one. Um, (laughs) Okay, um, so I guess um, the main kind of theme that kind of stood out to me, that impacted me, was uh, there was just an overriding sense of hope in everything that we saw. Um, I've been to drug rehab places before. They're not like the one we saw. Um, They are The one that we saw um, there was full of people who really just had genuine belief that God was going to change something in their lives and and do that. And it was, you know, overtly Christian. They knew that they were going there to kind of meet with God and stuff, and that was what was happening. But, yeah, just amazing people with incredible stories that God was really doing stuff in. That was cool. As well as that, um, I just really enjoyed spending time with the kids in the refugee centre and in the English classes. They were all just so pleased to see us. Um, so fun to kind of like do the fun stuff with and the English classes that that was really great and uh, the third thing was about the worship really yeah um, I led worship quite often with the guy called Dima who's over there he's been over here before and uh, yeah um, and James kind of helped out a little bit as well with with kind of playing piano and stuff and just the way the three of us worked together even though Dima speaks virtually no English was amazing um, just a real kind of spiritual connection that was going on leading stuff in Ukrainian and Russian leading stuff in English then going back to Russian and then going back to English and it's just like there was no barrier there at all um, that was great um, have I got any more time left okay final thing everyone's going to mention hospitality anyway but I'll jump in there first um, one of the things I was on a car journey with Dima um, when he had to drive across uh, the city to pick me up because I'd had a dodgy tummy and then I needed to sort of go and meet everyone afterwards. So he drove something like 45 minutes to come and get me and then 45 minutes all the way back. And I was just sort of like saying, you know, this really kind of over and above. This is kind of, you know, too much. And he was saying, uh, well, you know, from the way that you guys treated us when we've been over for conferences, we really wanted to be able to kind of match that. Um, so it was just kind of the way that that's kind of taken hold, which is quite good, I think. There are so many things, but I particularly wanted to talk about how I was struck by the power of God to change lives and the amazing privilege that it is to witness that and sometimes to be a little part of that. And there were so many stories, but one day while we're waiting for the boat back and forth to the island, it only took about five at a time, so it took us a while to get us all over there. I was just talking with Misha and he was sharing about how he'd met with God and just the amazing search that he had for God and the fact that God found him and took hold of his life and completely transformed it. And Dima was talking about when he came over here for the um, New Frontiers conference and how one night God gave him a dream and showed him his heart and how that night God completely touched his heart afresh. And two years later, he's still living in the fullness of what God did all that time ago. And you think God's mercy and faithfulness to him. Um, Even with Peter, hearing his, he gave his story again of how God's just touched him again and put his love in his heart for others and drawn him into the center of, of what he's doing. And on the island, you, there were so many guys, guys particularly, 
um, who had been on drugs and alcohol for 10 plus years and completely set free. And one guy saying the medic said he would never have children um, and there are these two beautiful little girls running around. And he said that is what God has done and just God's power to restore and that he meets us where we are. And it just makes me think about the people that I'm praying for and wanting to see a change in. And it reminded me that nothing's impossible for God. I'll try and stick to schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, there was lots of things that impacted me on the trip. Um, but there's just a few. Uh, when we were on the island, um, again, it was an amazing place. Um, but I was finding it really hard to connect to the people there and uh, just didn't know how to relate to them. Um, so I just, during the time there, we just sat and just prayed to God to show me how he saw them. And um, and then that was just like an amazing time. I just saw this white light and I just felt this love and compassion that that God had for them. I mean, it was... It was painful. It was overwhelming. I had to say to God, yeah, stop. I can't take any more of this. And it was just, you know, and I think that carried on from that point and um, over the rest of the week. It's just been amazing. But, um, but, but taking that, at uh, the time of prayer with the rehab people, it was just like pouring out. I could just feel God's spirit pouring out. And uh, it was just really emotional. And one guy even gave his life to Christ, which was, which was amazing. Um, the other thing we learned about was um, the power of relationship when we connect with people that have a similar heart and purpose as us and uh, the commitment to God that we become connected through that. I mean, our relationship with the Ukraine team was just amazing. And um, uh, Leaving was really hard. Um, and also, I learned that um, that so much more is possible and achievable if you work together as a team towards a common goal. With God behind you, thank you. So, Dad's just got me well enough a bit. So, uh, <laughs> just trying to compose myself. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a. A phenomenal experience, you know. So it was a year and a week, um, and even though you know we seem to be rushing around sort of most of the time, sort of going between destinations, there was just a, a real sense of sort of God's kind of abiding peace that you know was just with us, and uh, at every sort of turn, yeah, you know, we could feel His presence as well. So He was very much part of you know the team um, at each of the sort of places that we went to. Um, it's almost impossible to sum, you know, the kind of experience that we all add up in words. Uh, but we just met some uh, sort of people, you know, with such a big heart for God. Um, small in number, uh, but, you yeah, know, with hearts that were just gushing, you know, you know with his love. And, um, yeah, we did quite a few trips. The first trip to the nursing home is one that kind of uh, stays with me particularly. Um, and it was going to a place that we didn't know quite what to expect. You know, we thought it was going to be kind of run down uh, and a desperate place. Um, and even though, you know, to our eyes maybe, you know, it looked quite poor, uh, it, there was just a sense of real peace there. 
Um, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in the countryside. Beautiful gardens around it. Um, and this kind of low-level uh, kind of house that just blended into the kind of country. And as we went in, um, yeah, we suddenly realised that uh, yeah, there were people kind of living two to a room. Um, and, yeah, it was quite poor. But I spent time with one lady, and even though I didn't understand anything she was sort of talking about, and she didn't understand anything I was talking about, you know, we were communicating sort of with our highs, uh, and just being in each other's presence as well. And um, I found a, a new mother in her for that moment. Um, that, that was special. I've just got to sort of say afterwards as well, we kind of went outside and there was a, a kind of worship time and a kind of presentation time. And there was one moment where one of the young ladies that was kind of part of the Ukrainian uh, side of the team um, sort of performed a couple of songs. And while she was doing that, you could hear the birds up in the trees kind of singing in unison. And that just felt like heaven on earth to me. It's just, it's just wonderful. Um, yeah, so so many things, obviously, amen to absolutely everything everyone else has said. Um, yeah, it was an amazing time. I think I'm just going to kind of focus on a few particular things. The first thing, it was just an overwhelming sense of joy over the seven days. Is honestly unlike I've ever felt before. And the cool thing is that it's carrying on now, um, which is what it's all about. But um, yeah, just absolute overwhelming sense of joy, just... A delight in God, um, which is, yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, another thing is just, I've come back with a real heart for the Ukraine, a real love for that place, a real, um, I've really captured, I feel God's really put his heart in me for that place. Um, before going, it kind of felt like we were just going out to another country, but it really feels like we were there with family and with my brothers and sisters abroad. And I kind of came home and I just was doing a bit of research into the kind of the war and stuff and my heart just broke for it because you know these are my brothers and sisters and they're in a desperate situation and that land is in is in division and I just I feel like God's you know giving me a heart to pray for them really support them in that area and obviously that's not something I went with that's definitely something that was put in me when I went there and just being with them and seeing them and sharing life with them just a really really powerful thing and yeah that was absolutely amazing the third thing was I feel I've come back with a real expectation of what is possible. Um, I mean, the way I kind of thought of the time was we just went from place to place bringing God's presence to people. Um, and everywhere we went, we saw transformed lives. People just physically before our eyes changed. And um, there isn't really anything that can kind of put that into words. It's was quite amazing and I had a real sense that as we were leaving on the last day I was like this doesn't end here this actually continues as soon as we go back and this is something that has actually been we're being taught in this place to bring back here and the commission doesn't change we're still spreading God's presence to people um, but rather going to these places like the rehab clinics this is our daily lives that we're living and I really have a sense that as we live our daily lives we're going to see healings we're going to see God's presence come we're going to see transformations we're going to see addictions end this is just this is life you know this is what it's about um, that was a big thing uh, yeah just a sense of expectation of what we can now expect um, yeah coming back it's amazing yeah.
Everyone's already said anything, so I can just say, I loved it. <laughs> um, and there were, what really amazed me was how, I don't know if you're allowed to say this, but how easy I found it. Because um, there are lots of things that if you know me well, you'll know I don't like. So sharing bedrooms with lots of people, let alone sharing a bunk bed with Avril. Um, <laughs> horrible toilets. <laughs> she was on the top. Horrible toilets, and I knew what to expect because I've been there before. Um, in fun, like having to play games, don't like that. Having to play games in the baking hot sun, especially don't like that. And actually, I just loved it all, so God is really good. Um, and especially, like other people have said, playing the games with the kids at the refugee um, centre. I really didn't expect to enjoy that. I expected to, you know, go and sacrifice and join in the fun. Um, but I just loved it. And one of the girls from the project looked at me, looked me in the eyes and said, are you going to come back? Like, are you going to come back and play with us again? And I really felt that kind of love that I didn't expect to feel. So that was great. Another thing that was great was kind of what the church there did for us. Um, that's maybe the equivalent of those hospitality bags that we make up for delegates when they come here, was that they gave us all a little piece of paper when we arrived that just had some kind of like a thought or a word on it, and they were all different. And my one said, you will be well with us. And I'd been quite worrying because like my tummy isn't great at the best of times and stuff like that. And I thought, right, I'm going to grab hold of this. And I was fine, really fine. So that was great. And the last thing... Um, one evening, Tanya and Natasha, who've both been here, were going for a walk, and they said, would I like to go with them? Um, and it was a chance just to chat, because I have the privilege of being able to chat to them in Russian. Um, and they were asking me all these questions about Sierra Leone, because they wanted to know stuff. They said we were praying like, for the clinic and stuff, and like, they um, wanted to know more about it. So they were asking me all these things like, so how, how was the clinic funded? And did that funding just pay for the, the building, or did it pay for the medicine? Where did the doctors come from? And I was like, oh my gosh, I should know all this. And it was kind of a bit of a wake-up, because I realised I need to listen more. But it was also just fantastic that they want to, you know, they really want to be involved and they really want to get behind what we're doing all across the world. So. Put up that, team one. When we chose to do teams this year, the, the leadership team here really felt a lot of it was for us as well as what we were going to, that there was something God wanted to do amongst people here. And you can hear that he really has done that. The other thing that was significant was um, we, the relationships that have been built now with people, because a, a lot of the Ukrainians came over, the kind of core of the church came across for the next frontiers, and so we met them. And I just watched these relationships building as we were away. And so no more, it doesn't feel like it's kind of John or Jamie just going, but... God's starting to spread us wider. And this network we're part of is one church, is one heart. And it was just an incredible privilege to see that. So we just finished. This was the team. And we just thank God that that team was a UK-Ukraine combination. Isn't that great? Wasn't that great? Yeah? Praise God. That's so great um, demonstration of what people do, uh, what God does when people operate in unity, and uh, when we step out and see the power of God in operation.